Come on, man. Hey, guys. It's just a pint. Hey, what's going on, guys? Here at the Swamp. Get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to Rule Number One Podcast on Monday. Yeah. Yes, sir. We have a cool one this week, partner. Yeah, we're back again. Episode 29, man. We're yeah, uh, we're and rolling. Yeah, I know. We're rolling along. I, uh, I was just thinking about it, and I was like, you know, like these things are really adding up. Yeah, and I was I was looking at uh, Spotify because you know obviously I listen to every episode um, because it's a whole lot different. Brian does all the editing, so he hears everything before. But like two hundred times. Yeah, and so whenever uh, comes Monday, I listen to the episode, and you know I get to hear myself instead of you know actually speaking. And I was like, dang, it's already going to be twenty nine, but uh, time's flying, and we're having a good time. And uh, well, this episode we have Cade Denhoff. He is a defensive end at Clemson University. So welcome in, Cade. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'm stoked. This is a big brand for us. You're around a lot of cool people too. Have you ever went down the slide? Uh, yeah, a while ago. No, we we have an opportunity to do it when we uh, come out of meetings. Okay. Because uh, we everybody walks right past. At least the defensive guys walk right past it to go down to the locker room. Um, I always take the stairs just because I got like a backpack and like other. Stuff <laughs> a lot of guys do use it. It is a daily, a daily thing. Yeah. What's the slide? I hadn't heard that. So it's in the Clemson athletic facility. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Cade, but it's like right when you walk in, you see these two, it's two slides, correct? Or no, just, just one? Just one. Just one. You yeah. see this one slide from the second story of the athletic apartment down to like the exit, like you're heading out of the mm. athletic facility. And I see all these videos of recruits. You know, I've seen Dabo go down it before, too. It's a big deal. And I just wanted to know if our guy went down the slide before. Dude, it's huge. You got, you got to look at videos of it. Yeah, I was about to say, I haven't seen that before, but that sounds like a, uh, a good time at least. Yeah. But I'm just trying to picture, like, Cade's big self go down. Because, Cade, what, you're 6'6"? Six, six? Uh, I'm about I'm about six five, just right about six five. Yeah, that's big that's boy. a big fella to be going down a slide. <laughs> you don't want to be at the bottom of it yeah, whenever he no. goes down. <laughs> but, Kate, we we ask everybody on uh, the beginning of every episode, what is your number one rule you live by? Man, um, I I well I told you I watched a couple of episodes. So I thought about it today. Um, but I mean, Smo, you you've known me um, for a while. Um, but I would honestly probably just say hard work. Um, that's kind of always been my thing. Um, it got me to where I was. Um, it developed me. Um, learned it from my dad, uh, probably would say, where I got it from. Um, but yeah, hard work, work ethic. Um, it's probably what I biggest rule of my life, just in all areas, sports, um, academics, um, just life in general. Um, so yeah, that's fine. When you when say. you say hard work, does that mean like dedication, one hundred percent to whatever you're doing or whatever yeah. the task yeah, is? Yeah, just. just yeah, just whatever I'm doing, uh, dedication, trying to be a man of excellence, uh, whether that's, I mean, I'm like a clean cleanliness person. So like, I don't, if I'm cleaning the house or if I'm going to get groceries or like, I always have a list of things that I like have to, you know, that I want to get accomplished or it's whether it's on the field or in the classroom, um, just outworking everybody else um, and just trying to be the best. Cause I don't like to lose and I don't like to be, you know, seen as somebody that's like a, failure per se um so yeah just in anything just dedication and uh and excellence that i love sounds, it. that sounds like a clemson tiger man yeah, you I think know. about all the national cha- or the couple national championships all the national championships they played in mm-hmm. the building of that dynasty you know you see all the videos of Dabo chewing people out but also being a passionate head coach who cares about these guys and instills these values that kate here is talking about that's that's really cool to see how one man can affect generations and generations of people on the field and off the field. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Cade, uh, Cade mentioned a little bit that how I've known him for a while. We, uh, we met at youth group going to church together uh, in middle school. Um, and so we, we grew up going to church together. And then whenever I went to high school, um, I was playing football for LCS. And uh, here comes Cade. Cade comes in. And, uh, and I believe I was a junior. And, uh, and Cade was an, uh, a little eighth grader. And he was a big eighth grader, but he was little at that time. He's probably like six, it, six feet. Yeah, he's, he's a lot taller uh, now. <laughs> um, now. Honestly, I think he was like 5'8". Like and so like okay. I was like – bigger than him that's well obviously i'm a junior he's eighth grade oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh we were playing football and everything and you know i got to know him a little bit um better you know on the field um and then i you know i go off to college and all of a sudden Cade hit a growth spurt and and, and really blossomed a little bit um Cade, let's let's talk a little bit about you know 
you started or you played a uh, varsity as an eighth grader um, up with us, and uh, and then talk a little bit about that moment where you're like, okay, I'm taking football really seriously because you grew up as a baseball kid, right? Yeah, so I um I played baseball ever since I was real little, um, baseball and uh, like flag football and like rec basketball. Um, my dad didn't want me playing tackle football until I was like middle school, so I started that when I was in seventh grade. Um, and then we heard about, um, LCS through the Lawson's, um, who we went to high school with and um, mm-hmm. stuff. And so went to LCS in eighth grade. Um, I was, like you said, I was, I used to keep track of like every year, like what my height and weight was to see like my progress. Um, so eighth grade, I think I came in at five eleven and like 165 or 170. Like I was, oh, I was way off. That's a huge eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I was way off. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was definitely tall, but I was scrawny. Um, so yeah, I came in. Um, I had played a year of tackle football, um, or I think it was two years because I reclassified. So it was two years of tackle football um, for the Dolphins. Um, came in eighth grade, didn't know anything except I didn't know much about defensive end except for just like you got to contain the edge. That's all I ever knew. It's just mm-hmm. keep everything inside. Um, and I got there, and they just threw me right in with varsity. I honestly, didn't really want to play varsity. I was like. You know, because like once I got to know some of the guys, um, like Gabe Averett and some of those yeah. guys in Reeves, um, like they were all playing in middle school. So I was like, I'm, I want to play with my guys. Um, but yeah, they threw me on varsity and I just was like learning as I went. Didn't really know anything and uh, just was trying to work hard. But yeah, it was it was a challenge for sure. I have a cool story about Cade here. Um, I went I graduated college or college. I graduated high school in 2017. I came back two years later, my sophomore year. I believe Cade was a junior at LCS. And you graduated in 2018, right? Or 2019? Uh, I graduated in 21. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's even he's, younger, even yeah. younger. Okay, so I come back, and we're playing Lakeland Christian, or Fort Meade High School's playing Lakeland Christian that night. Oh, yeah, you're a, you're a Meade guy, right? I am a Fort Meade guy, yes. My, <laughs> my dad's actually athletic director there. so What I, a yeah. scrub, yeah. right, Cade? I hear about all the, the big-time athletes. So I come back to this game. My dad bumps me on the shoulder. He goes, watch this cat from LCS tonight. And I'm like, which one? He says, just look at their field, or look at the field, and then you'll realize which one. So I scan across the field, and I see this big dude towering over everybody else on the defensive line. I'm like, is that the guy, Dad? He's like, yeah, he's committed to Clemson. And I think he had like six sacks that night against Fort Meade. Something like that. It was it was tremendous. Yeah, how do you... Uh, Go ahead, sir. No, you're good. Go ahead. Um, how do you, you know, going going from being that, you know, big high school star, you know, man, you you were a four star coming out of high school, if I remember right. Um, you know, getting highly recruited. You know, how do you handle that as you know a yeah. a sophomore, um, getting all these offers and you know getting put in the spotlight where you know every single time you step on the field, people are you know they're making a game plan to contain get Kate yeah. Denhoff. You yeah, know, you're they're right. running against the, uh, against you and you know putting their best pass blocker against you. You know. How do you how do you handle that? Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's a challenge. Um, it's a challenge to stay level headed. Um, but I had to, you know, my parents were really good, and and Coach O'Neill, Coach Williams, and Coach Barry specifically. Um, all my coaches were really good at humbling me every day at practice. <laughs> um, but honestly, uh, once I started to get recruited, um, I it really kind of just makes you like it made me want to work harder because um, I knew like it, I, they could pull them at any second. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of those a lot of these offers nowadays are, are not even committable offers um so i knew you know if, if i didn't keep up with what i was doing um they could pull them at any second or they could stop recruiting me or stop calling me um so it was, it was kind of more motivation um and then on the field it was just you know once they start double teaming you and once they start coming after you more and once you kind of have a you know they know about you more and more um you just gotta it was like i said just gotta outwork them um there was definitely some games where it was much, you know, much more difficult to, to make plays. Um, but yeah, I just, I was just trying to work harder and harder, um, every year. Um, so yeah. So coming up through high school, you go to LCS, you're at this, you know, LCS is not your average high school. We can both agree on that, right? All three agree on that. It's Especially a nice in place. the football program. Yes. They've it's a very nice, nice football facilities. stadium, big jumbo screen. So, you know, an average high school would look at that place and be like, man, I want to play there. What what drew you towards Clemson, Cade? What 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 was the selling factor up there in South Carolina for you? The biggest thing for me, um, which is the same for a lot of guys, and what I always tell people, 
Um, when I first started getting recruited by them and when I took my first visit, um, it was really just their their culture, um, which sounds cliche. A lot of people say that, um, but it is true. Um, I really just fell in love with the coaching staff and um, they just, they, everybody says it and, and nobody really knows if it's true on the outside, but they do, they treat everybody like family. Um, when you're getting recruited, like it, they make you feel like you've been there a hundred times. They make you feel like you're already there, honestly, like you're a player. Um, so it's just their culture. Um, and there were some really, really good coaches um, from here that recruited me um, that I just, that I grew really close to, um, and even in the recruitment process. And then when I got here, um, so just a culture and then the small town feel um, a okay. little bit. And uh, I always said, I wanted to go to school, like somewhere like in the South, not, not Florida, but like Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, something like that. Um, just so I could have seasons. Like, cause I really like weather. Mm -hmm. I like, I like to be like not freezing cold, but I like to be, have like a cold season mm -hmm. foothills of the mountains. Um, so just a great, great place and then a great culture. So I've never heard somebody describe a big like university town, like as a small town vibe. You know what I'm saying? You go to Gainesville, they call it Gaines Vegas for a reason. Like it's, it's well, crazy. Gainesville's a small town too. Yeah. But it's like nuts. Everybody in Gainesville is like Florida man on steroids. I've never heard anybody tell or talk about like a big college town like that as a small town vibe. When you, when you say that, how do like, how do you mean? Like, it's weird because our campus is it's like Clemson. It's the campus. It's school. And that's pretty much it. Okay. Like, there's like surrounding areas. But like if you wanted to go through if you wanted to just cut like through campus and like through the whole surrounding like the whole area of Clemson, like the city limits, because it's the campus and then a little bit around it, it would probably take you 10 minutes. Like it's really? not very. Hmm. At all. And then you drive down um, a couple state roads right or left um, and you get to Anderson or Seneca, which is our bigger cities per se like around us but it's like the campus and then like there's like some restaurants and like a couple apartment complexes and stuff um and some some housing and there's a lot of people that live here as well just like like not students um but it's yeah it's not very big and it's really just a university um so that's yeah that's what that's what i mean when i say small town because it really it really is yeah, remember that. I uh, so not to the scale, obviously, that you have. Um, but I went, I went in 2016, um, and I was playing baseball up there. And I do remember it was. Now that you said that, it was. I mean, obviously, this is summertime too, so it's like not schools in session or whatever. But I kind of could understand that um, because isn't it if you drive like 15 minutes out away from there, like you've got a bunch of woods and everything too. Like it's not very populated, like yeah. too far out, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. You take, um, so like, it's a big circle. I wish I could show you on a map because it's a big circle. And like Lake Hartwell um, is a big lake that's just north of us. And like the very tips of it come like right up to the university and the campus. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a big circle. And then there's roads that go both this way and then a road that goes north. So if you take, if you go um, east, you'll go to Anderson. And that's not as many woods, but like you do, it, it's, y'all know Highway 60, right? Yeah. 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 So it's okay. So going towards Anderson is a little bit like Highway 60. Oh, okay. Um, like maybe like a restaurant and like so a couple gas stations and like a little a little small um, city um, or town called Pendleton, um, but it's not really that populated. Um, then you go left, you go to Seneca, and it's kind of like driving down Highway 60 again, same road, just a state highway. Um, and then you, and then like about 15 minutes down the road, you get to like a pretty populated area. Um, How far are you guys but, from like uh, USC, South Carolina? Like the USC Cox. is, ooh, that's about two hours, 15 minutes. Oh, that's not far at all. Yeah. No, that, that's yeah. a good, I get it why it's a rivalry now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, you know, we've, uh, talking about, um, South Carolina, how is that rivalry rivalry? You know, you going into Clemson, um, and you're, you know, you're playing ball and everything. What's, what's the difference between a college rivalry and, you know, for instance, LCS playing Berkeley prep or, you know, that's whatever. A good um, there's there's a little bit of similarity but it's just way it's scaled way higher like mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a thing that both schools do um they'll take i don't really know they make it it's like made out of wood and stuff but it looks like a giant pinata just like standing up and clemson makes one with a gamecock and south carolina makes one with a tiger and i don't know if other schools do this but like on the thursday i think of the game week they burn it oh, man so like every year, coach Sweeney shows us the video of the of south carolina fans burning the tiger um so it's deep um, and it's interesting because there's a lot of people from Columbia um, that go to Clemson, which is weird because mm -hmm. uh -huh. they're from Columbia. 
Um, so we have a lot of people from Columbia. Like one of my best friends is from Lexington, which is right outside of Columbia. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty big deal, and it, it's just scaled way higher. But there's there's a lot of similarities with the high school and college rivalries. I'm getting the rivalries. Who who's like your biggest like ACC guy like opponent that you just hate to play? Uh, ACC rival. Um, we don't Florida State. Well, none of us like Florida State. Okay, understandable. Um, yeah, you know we're we're on the same page. This, yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially this year because they're they're getting some they're getting some hype. Um, but I'd say Florida State, um, Syracuse probably. Okay. We really like to play. Um, just because when we go up there, um, their stadium is really small. Um, it's because it's a basketball arena as well. Um, oh, so I Syracuse, didn't know that. Wait, really? What? Yeah, if you look up Syracuse's stadium, it's a it's arena and it's a football. So that like it, they just they move they do take out the turf and all that when they do basketball season. I had no idea. I'm, my mind's yeah, like blown. I thought they had like a dome for football and a dome for basketball. I mean, I could be I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is because they yeah. But it's really small. The roof is real small and it's like hot in there. Is the punter hit the roof like every now and then and more? Uh, not just... quite that. Well, actually, I don't think it's that quite um, that low. But okay. it's definitely not. Yeah, it's not tall. I wouldn't go to um, all these places. NC State, yeah. NC State, honestly, is probably our biggest. Okay, that we've makes had, sense. We've some, yeah, we've had some battles with them the past couple of years. Um, and they're real chirpy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would probably say NC State. So, Kate, a little bit. Um, <clears throat> whenever you're coming into a game day, you know, how do you, how do you prepare yourself? You know, um, you know, take us through from the night before um, – We'll say, like, for instance, we'll say home game, you know, night before, and then, for instance, if you're on the road um, till, you know, you go all the way up until after the game. Do you sleep? Yeah. You're like, yeah, what what, what do you got? Yeah, so uh, our game days or our game weekends are a little bit different. So um, I would probably say game weekend kind of starts for, for all of us on Thursday, um, okay. Thursday evening, because um, on Friday – so if it's a home game on Friday, about two o'clock, we'll have a team meeting and then we'll have um, position meetings and stuff. And then we'll go do a little bit. We'll go do a quick 30 minute walkthrough. Um, and then even for home game, we stay in a hotel for home games as well as away games. So we come back from the walkthrough. Everybody puts their suit on. We get on the bus. We drive 20 minutes down the road to our hotel. Um, stay there for the night. Uh, we go we eat a team dinner. We go to the movies um, every Friday night, home or away game, go to the movies. Um, and then have a little team meeting on the, on after the movies about 10 o'clock and everybody kind of settles in. Um, so I do a lot of my preparation on Thursday night, um, just reviewing plays and stuff like that. Um, but like going through the week, we hammer these plays so much, like you're usually pretty like good with all of them. Um, so I'll just kind of review all that. And then Friday, I'd normally try to kind of just like take a break from the week and like, you know, just let go of it. Um, and then, like I said, we go to the movies. So I kind of just enjoy the night. Um, and then, yeah, I usually get a pretty good night's sleep. Every once in a while, it'll be hard for me to sleep um, if I'm thinking about the game. Um, but I normally take melatonin. I couldn't. <laughs> so, I couldn't sleep, man. Because what, what's what's Death Valley hold? How many, how many people? Uh, I think it's a, it's like 70 to 80, I think. Does, Something like that. Does the field shake? Oh. Like, can you... Uh, no, but it gets pretty loud. We we had a couple games last year where it was it was you couldn't hear much. Man. So gosh, dude, I couldn't yeah, imagine. Yeah. I know uh I know, you know, Florida's the same way. Oh, um, yeah. Florida Florida gets really loud. They say it's one of the loudest environments. Well I ask I ask if he can feel the field shake because like when I'm in the swamp and everybody's yelling, you can feel the oh, vibration yeah. of the concrete, like the swamp moving. It's weird it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the people in the stands can feel it, but like when we're on the field, we're yeah, I don't, I don't, we don't really feel much. But we, you can feel the decibels for sure. Like people are yelling, you can definitely feel that. So crazy. So going back to the uh, the game day, you know, you you try to get a good night's sleep. Then on, you know, on game day, what what are you doing? Um, do y'all have certain meetings or lifts or you know? Yeah, yeah. So on game days, we'll wake up in the hotel. Um, if it's a noon game, everything's um, accelerated and quicker. Um, and, and the times are moved up, but I'll, I'll take you through like a 7.30 game. Um, so 7.30 games or 3.30, we get to sleep in. Um, we usually sleep in to like 9 or 10. Um, go, get a, go get a breakfast downstairs. Um, and then we have a special teams meeting at 11.15 normally. And then right after that, we'll have a uh, – the whole defense will meet. 
um, and we'll just watch film and go over plays and stuff and, and what we're doing that night. Um, and then normally about uh, 12.45, they'll cut us loose. Um, and we're in the hotel all day. Um, so they'll cut us loose. We'll get like a quick lunch, some snacks, chips, Uncrustables, you know, protein shakes, whatever. Um, and normally most guys go take a nap from like one to three-ish. Um, and then we have chapel at like 3.30. And then um, team meal is about 4.15. What is Everybody that like? Eats. Uh, the Saturday meal, um, is dead quiet. There's everybody's got earbuds on and headphones on and nobody really says a word. And if they do, they're like whispering. Um, so that's, that's when everybody's pretty locked in. Cause once we finish chapel and pregame meal, it's, you go throw your suit on, you have a quick walkthrough with offense and defense about 20 minutes. And then we're on the bus, um, to the stadium and going to tiger walk. So it's, um, it's pretty quiet in there. Happens pretty quick too, I bet. Is, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but Friday nights, everybody's real lively. And even at breakfast, Saturday mornings, unless it's a 12 a.m. game or 12 game, um, everybody's pretty, you know, talkative. But, yeah, meal before a game is, is dead silence. I've always been like I've always been curious about that. When a game starts here on the East Coast at 12 a.m., like what time does like Dabo have you guys there? Like at six? Are you there at 6 a.m. like getting breakfast? Nah. No, 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 we, we have a, so we're in the hotel for a 12 PM game. Uh, mandatory breakfast is, I think it's around 8 AM. Okay. So everybody will eat breakfast. That'll take about 30 minutes max. Um, we'll do a quick special teams reminders, you know, in the, um, in the meal room. Um, and it's just like a big, like in the hotel, like a, it's like a conference room that we eat. Mm -hmm. So we'll do a little special teams reminder. Um, and then right after that, we'll go, well, we'll already have our suits on um, for breakfast. So normally we leave for the stadium for a 12 p.m. game around, I think it's 8.50 or like 9 o'clock, get okay. to the stadium around 9.20 or 9.30. Um, and then that's, yeah, about two and a half hours um, prep time before the game it's not starts. bad. It's not no. bad at all. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, nobody really like we don't really like to wake up um for a 12 p.m game I don't think yeah I, I don't think anybody does yeah. <laughs> but it's really nice to be out early because normally we're like out back to the house around 5 p.m that day or, or so ish um so everybody likes to be out early but waking up is a little bit harder i bet so Especially after going to movies Explain to me, uh, Cade, you know, you coming as a freshman. Um, and you said you, you redshirted your freshman year, correct? Yeah. Did you still – were you still dressed and everything your freshman year or no? Yeah. Yeah, I was able to dress for all the home games, and I went to two of the away games that okay. year. Um, and so explain to me, you know, man, you, you get on campus um, – and, you know, you have your first Tiger Walk and, you know, your first this and you walk into Death Valley and it's rolling, you know, opening game. You know, how, do, how does that feel as a 18-year-old kid? Um, it's, it's wild for sure. Um, we do a lot, um, like, before the first home game. And I was – I'm mid-year, so I was able to play in the spring game and stuff like that um, before the season. Mm -hmm. um, but we do a lot, like, just to kind of prepare the freshmen so it's not as big of a moment and we're not, like, just, like, you know, it's not crazy to us. Um, it still like blows our mind every week. Um, but we do, we kind of go through like a normal game day and like all that kind of stuff running down the hill and all that prior to like our first home game. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a big deal. Um, I remember we played South Carolina state, my first home game. Cause my freshman year we played um, Georgia um, in Charlotte and then we played South Carolina state at home. Um, and you get up on top of the hill um the rock and like everybody's yelling and screaming <laughs> legs and are shaking <laughs> yeah it's just yeah i like to just look around um some people are like locked in like you know you got the certain guys that are yeah. locked in but I'm, i'd like to take it all in i'm just looking at everybody um and then yeah running down the hill is is, is pretty cool is it sketch uh, but like once you once you get down the hill and like hit that full sprint like across the field and then get to the sideline um that's that's pretty cool have you fell down the hill before? I've always yeah, I was about to say, okay, I know people have fallen. No, nah, nah, I never have. I take it real slow. I just do like a little like a <laughs> slow skip down. Some guys, we, we had a receiver. Um, he's not here anymore, but um, he used to run, and there's it's like here, and then it's a little – I don't know what you call that, and then it goes down more. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a tabletop kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he, he hit the little bump right here, and every time he got to that, he would jump in the air, like jump all the way up, and like spread his legs and do like a Jordan 
type deal and then land and i don't think he ever fit every t- every time i played with him he never he hit it every time that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah i was about to say that's a pretty dope that. entrance yeah yeah it's sick i don't some guys run up jump click their feet and stuff um i don't do any of that i'm just nice and slow i'd be the same <laughs> i'd be the same way or you're gonna be on the uh the the sports center highlights the next day too <laughs> yeah kate denhoff tries you know <laughs> he'll click yeah <laughs> Yeah. I love it. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about uh, watching film and making sure, you know, you're staying up on your plays and everything like that. You know, LCS, we had film, um, and so it wasn't as much, you know, of a new thing. But how how's the difference between the analytics? You know, your, your pregame, making sure yourself's prepared. Um, you know, obviously they're going to beat you over the head and, you know, get all the plays and make sure you know everything. But how do you handle it, um, you know, on your time? You know, we talked a little bit with Jake uh, Fox, you know, who he plays uh, for the Cleveland Guardians uh, organization, and they go through, you know, spin rates and pitch speeds, and he can analyze all that. How, how does that work in college football? Um, yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a big adjustment for me because, um, you know, coming from LCS, we didn't have but, like, three plays for the defensive line. It was, like, right, left, or middle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it, was a, it was a huge adjustment. Um, coming to college and, and learning the playbook. Um, it was a, my freshman year. That's what I struggled with the most was just knowing plays um, and to play for us. Like that's the biggest deal. Like it, if you don't, if you don't know where to go or what to do, that's, you can't play. Um, <laughs> so that was a big adjustment. Um, but once I kind of settled in um, like my sophomore year and then coming into this year, um, normally I'll watch film um, right after practice. Um, we all have an iPad. So I'll watch film on my iPad um, and just watch myself. Um, and then some of what the other guys do, um, I watch, uh, individual stuff. I watch all of our team periods and then whatever else we're doing. Um, I watch some special teams as well. Um, and then normally the next day, um, our coaches will have our, um, practice graded. So I'll go into the film room at the facility, um, onto the computer and I'll watch it again. Um, and I'll look at what the coaches said about it and the notes that put in, um, cause we get like positive and negative grades for each play. Um, and then like notes for stuff to pay attention to. So I'll go and watch that a second time with the notes, um, kind of just get a better understanding of like the day before and like what we're looking for the next day um, and stuff like that. Um, so that's where most of my preparation comes in, um, watching film twice, I guess. Um, I didn't used to do it because I didn't, I didn't used to think I needed to go watch the notes, but um, I found out real quick. It's a, it's a good idea to watch it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Dabo instilled that in you too. Yeah, yeah, that's a he. He's a he's a he's definitely a preparer. Um, but yeah, the the defensive coaches they stay stay on us about film. Um, if you're not watching it, they stay on you. Like it used to be, I didn't watch it, so I would, my coaches used to tell me all the time like you need to watch film, and I would always be like, yeah, I'm watching it on my iPad. But like then I kind of figured out, yeah, you need to go in go into the facility and watch it. Who's um, uh who's your position coach? At Clemson. Uh, his name is Lamanti Hall. He's a defensive ends coach. Um, and then we have a defensive tackles coach as well. His name is uh, Nick Eason. Okay. Uh, do they – I know you say D-tackle, D-line coach. There's not just one defensive line coach over those two guys? Or it's just those two, two guys? No, split? it's just it's just them two. We, we coincide a lot with this, a lot of the stuff that we do um, and the stuff that we teach. Um, but they're separate. Okay. Okay. So – yeah. I love it. We're we're one of the few schools that has two two defensive coaches for the D line. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I've always heard of just like a D line coach. Yeah. That's pretty in depth. Let's take it into the next level. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Being able to uh, <clears throat> to have that um, ability, resources. Yeah, yeah, resources to have you know individualized, and um, and obviously that comes at the next level. You know, like I said, we we talked with Jake um, and how it was cool where once you get to the next level, you know whether it's from high school to college to college to the minor leagues or, you know, the NFL or the major leagues or however you get handed more uh, opportunities to, you know, better yourself, whether that's, you know, technology or, you know, you've get individualized coaches and it's cool to cool to see that, but you, you got to make sure you work your butt off to get to that, that next level. So you have those opportunities to get even better. Okay. When at, at Clemson, how often do you guys go like live pad on pad? Um, every, we go live every day. Well, so spring ball, we were live pretty much every day. We have three different um, practice tempos, we call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have tracking, which is just, it's like no tackling. It's just like you go and just tag their hips. Uh-huh. Um, and we have thud, which 90% of what we do is just thud. So basically just wrap up. Okay. Um, and then our third tempo is live. So today we had a full scrimmage um, and that was all live work. 
Um, but normally if it's a regular practice, it'll be mostly thud with maybe one live period here and there. Um, but mostly it's thud for the um, linebackers and, and defensive line. And then the whole, all the back seven is just um, tracking. So ball comes, ball thrown in the air receiver um, DB. Um, there's like no bring it to the ground. It's just play the ball in the air and, and that's it. See that, that we keep it we keep it pretty um we try to protect everybody um, most of the time. That's what I was about to say. Everybody nowadays is bigger and stronger than ever. They have the best access to health, like in the history of humanity. So these college athletes are bigger, stronger, hitting each other more than ever, stronger than ever. And you know, I was kind of curious looking at all these guys week in and week out that seem to be playing at hundred percent health on Saturday, they cannot be beating up on each other during the middle of the week, but you got to get your reps in too, man. Like, yeah, definitely. How's the, how's the health, uh, you know, the trainers and stuff at Clemson, is there an abundance? Are they, are they fast paced? Yeah, um, yeah, we have one of the, we have one of the best training staffs and then uh recovery staffs, which I'll tell you about in a second is really cool. Um, but just a quickly, the are when we get into season, Mondays, it's sort of like NFL. So like um, Mondays, like it's a, like we'll go in and work out. It'll be a squat day, a lot of lower body, get ourselves loose. Um, and then practice is just um, shorts and helmet. Um, so that's all just like non-contact stuff. Just getting the getting the game plan down for the week. Um, sort of mm-hmm. like what we did at LCS Smo. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting the game plan down. Tuesday is the is the heavy hitting day. That's all. It's it's all thud, but you know it's still um, that's our hardest day of the week. And then Wednesday we go shells a little bit lighter. Um, and then Thursday is back in a shorts and a helmet. Um, and then, yeah, our training staff is, is great. We have, um, we have a head trainer and then we have like four or five assistant trainers, um, who handle everything. And then we have a bunch of student, um, assistant trainers that do all the taping and all that kind of stuff. Um, we just got something this year. Um, we call it our gauntlet, um, infinity gauntlet. Um, so basically before spring ball, um, the whole team got tested, um, it was ankles, groins, shoulders, um, your neck, and then I think one other body part. Um, basically, whatever we had the biggest injuries with um, this past season, we tested everybody's strength um, in each of those body parts to see if it was, you know, strength or not. Um, and so now we call it our tune-up list. So everybody who's like has a defici- deficiency in one of those body parts um, has to do a tune-up twice a week on that body part. Um, so like we're continually like building up muscles that aren't as strong, building up body parts that aren't as strong, like to prevent injury. Um, so that's a really big part um, of our um, training staff. And then uh, we have something that we call our uh, Clemson Applied Science Lab, we call it our Castle, um, which is all recovery. So that's like massages and like red light therapy. And uh, we have something called a dry float tank, which is it's basically like floating in water, but you don't get wet. Um, so that just helps with like muscle, you know, loose. So time. cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. Where did sign me up? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we call it our 100 yards of wellness. We just finished it this past uh, summer. So it's our whole training room and our whole recovery room, like all put in one. It's, it's roughly 100 ish yards um, part of the building, um, the, the football facility. So Man. yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a huge part of everybody staying healthy and getting back on the field for, for Saturday. So you blew my mind when you say that, like, they're so specific. That they target areas that have been injured. Like, is that when I when they target areas like that? Are they hooking up like sensors to those areas to do like ultrasounds no, or something? All, um, it's all basically. It's kind of like just uh, physical therapy. So okay. that you have a list of like your 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 day one um, tune up. You have like the, you have Monday through Friday to finish it. So you could do day one on Monday and day two on Thursday, and it's just got a list of like four or five different things to do for that body part. Um, and everybody knows how to do them. Um, it's just easy stuff. So like I have a deficiency in my, in my groin muscles. Um, so a lot of, you you know, building up your groin strength is having core strength as well. So like it's a couple different core workouts, um, a couple different leg extensions, like while your hands are extended, um, just stuff to build your core, but also your groin strength. Um, so it's, it's a lot of just physical therapy stuff. It's so cool, man. Yeah. The science and like the, like. Man, like you said it, the resources the, yeah. it, for this sport, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, with all the, uh, you know, all the, uh, you said 100 yards of wellness. Um, did they put you on a diet plan? I know there's some schools that, you know, you have specific meals um, that you have to follow and there's specific times where linemen have to eat this and, you know, yeah. body size types, whatever. 
Yeah, that um that plays a big role into all that stuff too. Our our nutrition staff and our strength staff, um, and then recovery and training staff are like in sync. Everybody works together, um, like just to build the best version of each athlete. Um, so yeah, our nutrition staff, um, we like they had the whole entire team um, meet with them individually, like individual nutrition counseling um, in January. Um, just to kind of ask like what we thought about our diet, if we wanted to be on one, cause they don't like, they don't make you be on a diet unless you're like really overweight or like really underweight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a diet, uh, right now. It's not really strict. It's just like, it's really pretty simple. It's like protein and, um, carbohydrates and like a color, like a fruit or a vegetable with each meal. And then I just eat some source of protein, like a protein shake or like a peanut butter and jelly or something every couple hours in between meals. Um, and then just stay away from like soda and fried food and stuff like that. Um, and that's helped me tremendously, um, this off season, um, cause I wasn't on that before. Um, and I didn't really know as much about, um, dieting until this year or how big of a deal it was like for an athlete, especially with what we do. Um, but yeah, that's, that's helped me a lot. I've, I, I lost some weight and also was just able to build a lot more muscle and, and be, be more toned up. So yeah, all those the nutrition staff is is amazing. What's a what's like a pregame meal look like for you guys? A pregame meal is steak and chicken, and usually there's spaghetti, <laughs> um, macaroni and cheese, broccoli, green beans. Uh, there's like a biscuit and like a we have those Red Lobster uh, cheese rolls. Or oh, those are, are so good too. Dog, <laughs> dog. Yeah. I'm gonna stop yeah. you right there because you're making me so jealous, <laughs> man. When me and Nate played college ball, it was fin for yourself. On Circle K games, hot dog. Yeah, man. Like it was like <laughs> you better go eat on your own dime before you get to the field because we ain't got no money to buy you food. Like <laughs> if we were on the road, we get like Chick Fil A and stuff, though. Yeah, like a sandwich from Jimmy John's. Yeah. Like it was, it was nothing <laughs> like this. Well, that's yeah, what happens yeah, when you. A lot of the guys. A lot of the guys pick out, uh, or I'm one of the guys that eats a lot of food pregame. <laughs> I would too. Eat. Some guys eat a real small plate, um, but I eat. I don't eat everything on the buffet, but I'll whatever I get is like a healthy amount. So, <laughs> <laughs> gotta have those carbs. Gotta have those carbs and protein. Um, yeah, sure. Kate, I, I want to talk a little bit about you know you were <clears throat> big academics uh, in high school. I mean, you you had the grades. You had you know the the stars. I mean, ideally, these big schools could look at look at you and be like, "This is the kind of guy that we want to have on our uh, program." You know, he's a hard worker. Does does hard work in this classroom and on the field. Um, you know, if if you don't make it to the NFL, obviously that's the goal of every athlete playing college sports. Um, if you don't make it to the next level, um, what are kind of your, your, your plans after that? Um, have you thought about it? You know, kind of what's your major, what are your, you know, what are your future plans? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a um, criminal, criminal justice major with a minor in psychology. Um, I love a lot. I love anything that has to do with law or criminology or anything like that. Um, and I like to know, like, I like to know the why of why people do things and how they think and what mm-hmm. their thought processes are. So that's kind of why I have a minor in psychology. Um, but yeah, um, I would consider going to law school. Um, that's not a hundred percent, but it's kind of in the back of my mind. Um, and then I've considered um, forensic psychology um, quite a bit. Um, Cause that's kind of like investigative work with criminal stuff. Um, but yeah. Forensics is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I actually just found out recently um, about the U.S. Marshals Service, um, uh-huh. and I talked to a guy about that. Um, so that's that's a little. I threw that on my, onto my plate as well to kind of consider. Um, and then coaching is always like on my mind too, because um, I love to coach and teach people. Um, and then real estate at some point. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to take some real estate classes towards the end of my career um, once I have my um, degree. Um, kind of just get ahead on that. Um, so those are those are my ideas. Um, obviously, nothing set in stone or anything right. like that. Um, but those are my those are my ideas so far. I love it. I mean, they're so the, all of them all are, of so, them are ambitious. so different. They're so different, but they're really cool careers too. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, the marshal. You mean like a U.S. flying marshal, like in the clouds, right? On planes. No. And stuff? So that's what I that's what I originally thought. Okay. I thought that was all it was. Um, but it's that's like another part of it. Um, but there's a there's a whole lot of things you can do 
with it. Um, they do like security for um, like Supreme Court judges and stuff. Oh. Um, they do um, investigative work. Um, I didn't know they that. Do, they 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 do they handle warrants to like arrest fugitives. Um, that's really cool. Uh, Our, the guy I actually spoke with about the U.S. Marshal Service, that's what he did. Um, so, yeah. Our, uh, our, our episode 10 guest, Tori, she was a flight attendant, right? And she was talking about the marshals on the plane sometimes. She said, like, they were taught in flight attendant school that they have, like, a secret, like, hand code or whatever, something to... Mm-hmm. That, that, dude. Yeah, it was like a, a secret like message or whatever Something to let the, to the marshal know. know. Yeah. 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 You're gonna have to give yeah, us that Coach, hand code. Uh, Smo, you remember uh Wilson. His dad is uh Coach Grooms. He was a I don't know if he still is, but he was a uh um flying marshal. Yeah, I, I now that you say that I do remember that. Um it's a cool yeah, job. Yeah, you were talking a little bit um about being like having investigative work like with the US Marshal and everything. Um you know, you know, side note or whatever. Um, I didn't know that there still today are like real life, like bounty hunters, which sounds like, you know, the U S Marshal, like they're still like in that dog, yeah. like literally dog, the bounty hunter. Hmm? You've never heard of dog, the bounty hunter. Uh, uh-uh. Kate, have you heard of dog, the bounty hunter? Yeah. I used to watch it. Yeah. Dude, no, I've never heard of that. What? I didn't realize they were like real life people like that weren't like police officers that were bounty hunters. Oh man. I can't wait for I don't know. bounty hunters. Are, I know bounty hunters are different. Like they don't, I don't think they actually work directly with the government or whatever. Um, I don't know how they like get like, or how they get those like cases or whatever. Um, but they hand, they do basically the same. Job. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what I didn't realize that that was a thing. Because I was watching old western and be like, "Are there like real life bounty hunters still?" And they were like, yeah. "Uh, yeah." And I was like, "I didn't realize. Yeah, I thought we outgrew that. I, I thought we had a police service." <laughs> I can't wait till we have our media assistant in here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, with Mav. Oh man, he's he'll be, he'll be able to pull up that video for you. <laughs> I cannot believe you never seen Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh. Uh-uh. What? Yeah, yeah, you gotta watch that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Kay, this is a kind of a cool thing that we're adding. Um, have you ever seen like Joe Rogan podcast or whatever? What's it? Jamie? Or yeah, what's yeah, the guy yeah, named? Uh, Jamie. So we're getting our own Jamie. Um, and so we're, we should be having a guy, his name's Maverick. Um, and he should be helping us with some of our tech stuff and he'll be able to kind of sit in the corner and look up some things. If we have, you know, fat che- fact checks, he'll um, be able to pull up a video of dog, the bounty hunter looking yeah, for somebody yeah, right now. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But no, I think uh, I think this is a perfect time to kind of move into our snap questions. You know, we sure. we we were able to uh, get to know the uh, the Clemson side of Cade and a little you know future um, of what he wants to do. That was solid. Um, the Clemson side of Cade. Yeah. <laughs> that was smooth. But uh, but Cade, another question that we ask every episode is if you could have three people out to dinner, um, who would they be? And uh, and where would you go? Um, and they could be dead or alive. Uh, okay. Uh, the first would probably be Michael Jordan. Nice. Um, yeah, that's a good one. He obviously I don't play basketball, um, but he's got a just an elite mindset, um, and the way that he handled himself um, was pretty was pretty cool. Um, anything that has to do with him, um, I watch. Um, he's just like. One of my favorite athletes of all time, and then probably uh, I probably say David Goggins. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. Who's that? I, I'm not the uh, Marine that's like really big on TikTok. He's been on the Rogan Experience a couple times. He's huge. He's like he's the ball guy, and he's like runs a lot. He's yeah, yeah. he's like always screaming at people. Or oh, himself. he's like a, he's a light skin guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've yeah. seen him before. Yeah, I really like his stuff. Yeah, I just um, I'm finishing up his audio book right now, like the first book that he wrote, um, kind of like a memoir of his career. Um, so I would definitely, definitely like to hear from him as well because his mindset is crazy too. Um, and then um, I would probably say Job from the Bible. Um, I like that. He, uh, I was thinking about this earlier, um, just about why I would want to. Um, eat with them um just probably because of like what he went through um i think it'd be really cool just to hear like why he continued like to to worship god and stuff worship the lord like through his circumstances um 
So yeah, those are probably my top three. That's Jordan, first. Uh, Goggins, and Job. Yeah, to explain that a little bit, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You probably are a little bit more familiar at this moment in time. Um, but Job, Job, basically, he has um, a bunch of like bad things that like just came over and over again. Whether it's um, you know it was his harvest that um, that was destroyed, and then it was family members that died, and it was like things and things and things that happened like again and again and again, and somehow. Uh, you know, he was staying faithful or whatever. And his neighbor was basically saying like, you know, why are you worshiping this God still? And then, you know, God provided him, you know, plenty of more, um, blessings and everything. That's pretty much right. Right, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Job was like a perfect, pretty much, well, not perfect, but, but pretty, pretty near, uh, perfect, like in his, um, character and like everything that he did. Um, and he had like a wife and children and livestock and, uh, satan was like wandering the earth like looking for like somebody to like mess with basically and uh he went to god and god was like have you considered my servant job and uh satan was like nah and uh what and god was like you can do you can do anything to any of his belongings any of his valuables his family but just don't you don't touch job and uh satan went and killed off his whole family his whole livestock literally everything his house like burned it all like everything was gone. Like Job was literally left with like the shirt on his back, mm-hmm. and uh, and he still he still worshipped. So I think that's just crazy in itself. Yeah, it's crazy so to be able to be put in that bad. situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but wild. at the end of the, he ended up getting like, what was the end of the story? Didn't he? Wasn't he like blessed like beyond belief or something? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, he was blessed at the very end of the um the book because like his it's, he had like three friends and they were all like you said we're all telling him like you need to just quit like there's no point worshiping god anymore and um he just kept on and yeah and god blessed him like immeasurably at the very end so aren't it happen it's crazy shit happens to you when you commit to things right and you stay exactly. committed right exactly right? Yeah. our next question for you Kate. if you could go anywhere in the world where would it be and why that's a good one follow up that answer yeah i don't know that's a tough i do like to travel um that's a tough question um anywhere in the world um maybe somewhere i would probably say somewhere in europe um i guess maybe i don't know um i'm a big this is gonna sound weird but i love the movie ratatouille yeah i love that movie favorite disney movie of all time um so maybe paris or something go um, see their romantic I city a, i don't know if i have one one that i would pick though but Ooh. paris would be cool yeah sure. it would would you uh would you have the uh what's the snail dish um uh, i know what you're talking about not etouffee um it's uh don't get this wrong we have viewers <sighs> in france i know where's where's maverick when we need them yeah right uh, right <laughs> It'll come back to It'll me. roast you in the comments. Um, but basically, it's it's like a snail meal or whatever. I can't remember the name of it. It's killing me. Uh, it's like... Does it start with a D? Maybe. I can't remember. Uh, we'll Anyways, we'll yeah. We'll think about it later. <laughs> um, I guess we'll go to the next question, but I was going to make a point about it. But anyways, um, so, Cade... If you could, you know, you're you're a hard worker, and um, and obviously, you know, people can just listen to you and tell you, uh, until that's kind of the person you are. If you could leave uh one legacy to um to the world, you know, whenever you're you're gone or uh, move past or whatever, um, what what do you want your legacy to be? I would probably just say people uh, legacy of character, um, just and that just kind of holistically um how i carried myself in my faith um how i treated people um so yeah character would probably be number one um just people to think back and just remember um not like the things that i did or the things that i accomplished but like who i was as a man right um so yeah i would probably say who i who i am um or was as a man for sure remember as a great man that's what i want people to Remember as my legacy. Thanks. I love Steve. that. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel like that's um, especially on your platform too. Yeah, as well. A lot of people would be like, I want to be remembered for being the sack leader at Clemson, or I want to be remember being the number two overall draft pick, or whatever. But mm-hmm. that's a pretty humble approach to that question. Yeah, very mature yeah, approach. I, mean, I could, 
Yeah, I could go a hundred different ways with it. Um, and even like, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I can't lie. I mean, that's, you know, at some point or another, you know, in my career, I'm sure I'll be like, man, I really want to be remembered for that or remember for this. Um, but I mean, if you, if I really get down to like into the, the, you know, the grid of it, like it's, that stuff is just, nobody really like remembers that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it might be in the back of their mind. Yeah. I remember they, they, you know, he was a sack leader or he owned all these houses or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it would, they're going to remember who he was as a man, firstly, above everything. I mean, that's what, that's why I want to, that's why I say I want to have like dinner with, um, with Jordan or Goggins or something like that, just because of who they are, um, mm-hmm. as a man, they're not perfect in any way. Um, but, but that's, you know, kind of what I would say. How they carry themselves. I love it. Nice. You want me to take this last one? All right. Our last question for you, before we let you go, we know you're a pretty busy guy. We, you know, you probably got practice in the morning or something. But if you could see any person in our rule one, you know, chair or via Zoom, who would your like guest be? Who would you like me and Nate to talk to on your behalf? Um, wait. Who? So who would I just want to like see you guys? Yeah, yeah, guys? yeah. Because yeah, a guest star. Yeah, you were saying that you'd seen a couple of the episodes. You know, who who would you yeah. want to see as an um, interview? Okay, so since I already answered about who I would want to eat with. Um, I would probably go, I want to go the golf route with this one. Um, I that. would probably say, um, Bubba Watson is one of my favorite golfers. Um, I would probably say Bubba or, um, let me think, or maybe Jordan Spieth. Okay. Jordan Spieth. Yeah, cool. that's a good I would one. Love yeah, that'd be cool. PGA, PGA golfer uh, on here with you guys. Yeah, we haven't even thought about golf. Um, I don't know that yeah, I know I any. Know. We'll have to look into the Florida Gulf Coast PGA program down there. They have a PGA field maintenance program. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I know a couple people that are in it that, you know, work hand in hand on these golf courses and stuff and know people in that. We'll, we'll dive into that. Yeah. Rabbit hole. Might, might need to try to, you know, stick her foot in the door yeah. somewhere down there. <laughs> That's a but. good. Thanks for that idea, Ken. What a good one. Yeah. Well, Kate, I've I've had a blast catching up with you. Me I hadn't uh, I hadn't seen you in a while, and uh, you know, man, we we just want to wish you luck uh, this upcoming season. Um, you know, we you'll you'll be going full force into it here in the summertime, getting after it in the weight room and uh, getting ready to rock and roll, man. But you know, go 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 get another or go get a nat- national championship and keep competing and doing your thing, man. Yeah, man, go get yeah. you one. Yeah, appreciate it. appreciate you guys having me, man. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah, and of course, you guys look. This is this. I keep up with you guys' you know um, podcast, so it's, it's I, I I think it's really cool. I, I love that. I appreciate yeah, it, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, if y'all are uh, if y'all want to keep track of Cade, um, just like he keeps track of the podcast, um, you want to shout out your Instagram or social media where they can find you and maybe ask you a question or two. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just um at Cade um dot Denhoff um on Instagram. I think that's my Twitter um as well. Um, so yeah, if you just search out my name, it'll, it'll pop right up. And if you can't find him, you can swing on over to our pages, Rule One Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, and we'll be following Kate there too. You can follow him. Check him out on our follows list, guys. Also, please keep on hitting that subscribe button. It keeps getting grower. It keeps getting bigger by the day. The amount of subscribers and it helps us out. It helps us, you know, push us in the algorithm and make us bigger. So uh, we appreciate you guys doing that so far, and the people that are going to do it in the future as well. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank y'all, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you, Cade, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. All right.